Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the interview that happened with the cheater, and I wanted to talk about it. I don't really want to talk about the, the cheater, but what it means for the game. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. It'll bring you right to my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash SayNoToRage. If you want to listen to this podcast as like audio format, you can search for SNTR Presents on any podcast platform and then obviously if you're on YouTube like share subscribe the bell button all those things help me out thank you for all the support recently on YouTube so there was an interview that took place with a cheater if you want to watch that I'll try to include a link below I'll try to remember to do that I don't do a lot of links in my descriptions but the people that are live here right now can watch it it's about 29 minutes and right righty a streamer twitch.tv slash righty like the word right with a y at the end righty played against this guy they got a couple rounds in and then all of a sudden it was very apparent this guy was using some type of a wall hack and so righty sends him a message and is like i'd love to interview you about this we're actually kind of curious what this is you know i'm a streamer blah 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 so the guy uses a voice changer makes himself sound kind of like a kid uh, he was in chat the other night apparently and was claiming he's like in his late 20s and I was like okay whatever we don't really know if that was him or not he was trying to do an AMA on Reddit I guess trying to like cash in on what happened and I guess Reddit was like closing his post and he didn't like that but we, we don't really care about the cheater okay it was great that he was willing to do the interview but like I don't really care I don't. he doesn't need 15 minutes more of fame here so I'm not trying to draw attention to him it's more about what he said and what that means for us so i want to start by saying there were things about it that were surprising things that i actually didn't know or even consider things that maybe i think that we thought would maybe we sort of undersold it we thought oh it's not that big of a deal or not that many people will do it i also want to talk about how this guy as well as the others that cheat don't have any fear they they don't they really don't feel like there's any chance for repercussions and then i want to talk about true anti-cheat the need for true anti-cheat i think is even more apparent after this interview so the most surprising thing to me was that he was paying 25 dollars a month just for wall hacks so he's spending a monthly fee just for wall hacks and he wasn't doing it to make money now he might have been lying about that maybe he didn't want to get caught in like a oh well that's fraudulent and now people are going to research who you are and get you for fraud because you're you're cheating in a game to make money I don't know if he had the presence of mind to even be worried about that. His answers seemed genuine. He just kind of seemed like, yeah, I just do this. It's kind of fun. I don't really pay attention when I'm playing. I just kind of chill, you know, and they banned my account. He popped off somewhere, said some nasty stuff, and he lost his account from like 2013, and he made what he referred to as a rage account uh, just to be like, well, you know, I'm just going to cheat then. It sounded like a kid. He says, oh, I'm, I'm in my 20s. Okay, well, your mentality seems very childish. Sorry, it just seemed childish. Uh, and he then said, you can pay upwards of like $125 a month for the infinite super one that, you know, people are paying for. He said he had friends that were paying for all kind of different things, and they had been doing it for a while. They have been cheating for a while. And this, to me, communicated a lot. Number one, it... It is, it, is, it is common. You know, these guys are doing this. They, they don't seem to care. They don't seem to have any fear of the repercussions. And not only that, th- this guy wasn't even doing it for money. And if you're hoping to put a paywall in front of trials to fix this problem, it ain't going to work. If people are literally willing to spend $25 a month 
just a wall hack. Now imagine if he was making money helping people. If he was making money doing recoveries or if he was making money carrying people to the lighthouse. Even more so, a, a paywall is not going to stop these guys. If they're willingly paying monthly service fees, essentially, for cheats, you're not going to stop them with like a $10 season pass purchase. You, you may stop them if you require them to buy Shadowkeep, but maybe not. I feel like the problem is, is you put paywalls in front of the content, you're going to hurt the honest players, and the cheaters are going to go in there at anyways, and this interview kind of proved me right to a certain degree. So... I was kind of surprised. I was blown away. I thought, oh, I thought this was like a one-time thing that you paid and then you got the aimbot and could use it. These dudes are literally freaking paying monthly fees, right? The second part about what he said that really struck me was that he and his friends had zero fear. No fear whatsoever of getting caught. We've been doing this for months. We know how to do it. We fly under the radar. We don't let our stats get absurd, which is kind of funny because we're finding all these cheaters, very, very clear and obvious cheaters, just by looking at their stats, and those guys aren't even banned. There are people right now that are not getting banned, and they have blatant, blatant stats that show they're cheating. So those guys aren't getting banned. This guy's saying, I fly under the radar. I don't even juice my stats that much. He's like, you know, I'm I'm a decent player, and wall hacks is about all I need to outsmart, you know, most uh, most people. You know, he had like a 1.3 KD. 1.3 KD is not that incredible, but it still is in the top percentages of the community. Like a a 1.3 is not easy to maintain. Now, he's not going to win a tournament with a 1.3. He's not going to probably even qualify, but he's better than most of the community, okay? Most of the community is not going to maintain over a 1 KD unless they, you know, they're very consistent. And obviously, he's padding his numbers with the wall hack, you know what I'm saying? And so that's, that's helping him out. They know basically what stats to avoid and what to do. He also said there are things that there is no service check for. He says there are service checks where you'll get caught. Like if you're not supposed to have heavy, if you're not supposed to be able to shoot a gun or do this or whatever. He said there were service checks for those things. So if you do something that just completely out of nowhere is not supposed to be possible, then you oh yeah, the one dot three before cheating, I'm sorry. In any case, if the, if there's no service checks for what he's using, then these guys are just going to keep flying under the radar. And this is something that, you know, Real Crafty was in here uh, the other night uh, during the Rageous Roundtable, and that was one of his concerns. And other other high-level players, Wish You Luck's been in here before and, as well, and they've uttered the same exact sentiment. The blatant cheaters, fine, whatever. We can kind of laugh about it, report it, and hopefully they can get banned, the people that are doing all the absurd things. It's the people that are flying under the radar. It's the people that are either toggling it or not toggling. Now, he said that this one was not easy to toggle, so he did not toggle this. Wall hacks is just on all the time. He cannot actually see your character through the walls. He can only see the little box, like the little res box, because there's, there's, a, there's a cheating piece of scum that recently got banned from Twitch because he accidentally kept his wall hacks on, and people were like, why can't we see the other team's res boxes? He was like, what? Res boxes? And then he shut the stream down, but it was too late. Suck it. You're a piece of trash. So that guy's gone. He got banned, you know, and you know he made the mistake, but that's how the wall hacks work. They basically enable you to see those res box you know their their res boxes this to me their lack of fear the fact that people are willing to pay a monthly fee to do this and then potentially make money doing it 
I think now more than ever, we need true anti-cheat. Like, it's undeniable at this point that we need a true front-facing installed anti-cheat. This is no longer an option. This is no longer a, well, let's see if Bungie can handle it on the back end. No. If, if there were any doubts, if there was any skepticism about, like, well, maybe Bungie can figure this out. Maybe they can collect data. Maybe they can kind of, you know, beef up staff and really get these guys and, and really take them to task. No. You need a frontline, in-front, anti-cheat. Now, I know people are going to say, oh, would people get around that anyway? Okay, sure, sure. But this would stop a lot of the people. If you're going to pay a monthly service fee and constantly get either bopped offline or banned or stopped from using it, you might stop and be like, you know, this isn't worth it. This front-facing anti-cheat, they're updating it every once in a while, and then it's blocking me, and then I'm kind of wasting my money, right? And you might dissuade a lot of these people. You're also going to dissuade people from doing the really, really easy ones, the stupid ones that are blatantly obvious, the ones that, like, are clearly just some kid using his mom's credit card. Well, you start bopping those guys, and they got to start making new accounts and doing it all over again well then you know you're gonna you're gonna stop a lot of this you're gonna shrink the pool of cheaters significantly if you make a front-facing required anti-cheat install that's you know getting regularly you know regular updates reactive bans and scans and stat checks will not catch the growing number of low-hanging fruit cheaters it's just low-hanging fruit right now you got people that are just doing it and have zero care in the world about getting caught not not only that you have people that are just doing it for the memes. You have people doing like the fully automatic snipers and all of a sudden having heavy. And it's just like, th- these are these are things that are not going to go away. They're not going to go away even if you're doing reactive bans on the back end. They're just going to jump right back in with, with zero cause for concern. These guys are saying, oh yeah, we've been doing this for months and we haven't gotten caught. So even if Bungie's going to clap back and be like, well, we are banning people. Okay, but these guys aren't getting banned and they seem to be the ones that are probably going to grow in number. Now, I know some people might be like, well, why would you draw attention to this? Isn't this going to increase cheating? To a certain extent, we might have to really, really overcook and boil this food to really get the fire alarms to go off. So Bungie makes you know decisive action. I would hope by September they make us install an anti-cheat. That needs to be a requirement. People are like, well, Valorant has an anti-cheat and there's already bots, there's already cheats or whatever. Right, but again, they're going to have to constantly be going to war with those cheats and those bots, and it shouldn't be that hard. Hey man, they just updated the cheat. They just updated the cheat. Here, you can go download it. You just get somebody sort of embedded in the cheating community, and every time they update the bots, you go and download it, break down the code, update your anti-cheat, and stop them. It's just a tug of war at that point. But you're stopping the groundswell. It just feels like open season right now in the game, and the numbers are going down. The players aren't playing. It was really, really hard to even find top 10 clips for Trials this week because a lot of the goats don't even want to play right now. I'm hopeful that Bungie sort of knew this was going to be a problem, and the best time they thought to go through this painful process was during the dry time of the year in the March-April season when we have less people playing so they could get ready. So they could get ready for September when they're, you know, hopefully going to do more. I don't anticipate them doing anything in the near future. I think working from home is probably limiting their resources and what they can do. But I really, really hope they have more plans here than just we're going to keep doing stuff on the back end. If all they do is try and manage this from the back end, this is this is not going to go well for them. This is going to be a slow, painful, and somewhat embarrassing death. You need a frontline anti-cheat. This interview makes that 
crystal freaking clear that you got to have something on the front lines that's scanning and stopping this stuff from happening and regularly updating. As always, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can catch me live probably right now at saynotorage.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the interview that happened with a cheater in Destiny. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, all of those things help me out. If you do want to listen to these as podcast episodes, you can search for SNTR Presents on pretty much every podcast platform. And then on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, the bell button, all those things help me out as well. We're going to try and start limiting size of questions and length of Q&A just to, you know, save me from feeling worn out sometimes. And the first question coming from Parasito. Dylan tweeted, uh, DMG tweeted, Desi2 has an anti-cheat. Was he wrong to do so or just misinformed? We have confirmation that the game has cheat detection. They are not the same. This is one of those times where anytime you're going to have a debate or a discussion, you have to have agreed upon uh, terms and definitions. So if we were going to have a debate, about, you know, if both of you and I are going out for a student council president, we would have to have agreed upon definitions. If I start telling people that, you know, I'm really going to invest in the sports programs at the school, but in my mind, sports programs are typing class and chess club some folks might feel like that is sort of dishonest you know well by definition you know my definition these are competitive things for people this is a competitive sport so in this regard it's like I understand that according to sort of their definition they have anti-cheat efforts as they were referred to in the past they have anti-cheat efforts but the community the gaming community in the gaming world has largely decided that anti-cheat is a piece of software that that you require your users, the end user to install and then that gives them both confidence and sort of a, a passive dissuasion from doing it and again, I, I also just think that gives people confidence in like I don't have to worry about running into cheaters or if I do, you know these cheaters will hopefully eventually get caught you know, that'd be the hope, obviously and I think one of the dilemmas right now is people see, you know, oh, we have anti-cheat. Bungie says they have anti-cheat. We're banning people all the time. Okay. And then they see all the things that I've been highlighting every time this comes up. And you see people that have stats that are clearly uh, not legitimate. You see people that don't just have stats that are not legitimate, but you see people that have been playing for long, long periods of time with zero, uh, zero, you know, nothing done. And then you hear an interview from a guy that's like, yeah, we've been doing this for months and we're not worried that they're not going to be able to catch us. Now, obviously, that could be a little, you know, boasting and, you know, that could be trying to seem cooler than you are. I mean, they definitely could get caught, but the fact that, like, they're like, no, we've been doing this for months. We, we know how to fly below the radar. I think that's now adding more fuel to the fire of you need a front-facing anti-cheat. You need something that's literally on the surface of the game and installed that is then updated from time to time. Because And and this is where the discussion can start to get kind of frustrating because people are like, well, you're never really going to stop cheaters. And it's like, 
yes and no. We can agree that, you know, fighting cheaters is an ongoing battle, but that doesn't mean that you can't put really, really good things in place to slow it down or, again, to get rid of a lot of the low-hanging fruit, as I call it. Like, just easy, download the cheat, run the cheat, you know, have fun, and then who cares if you get banned eventually? You know, these are throwaway accounts for these guys. They're rage accounts, right? That's what he referred to the... I didn't know that was even a, a, a term. And so... If, if you're going to do true front-facing anti-cheat, I think a handful of things would happen. I do think people would start to feel a little bit dissuaded from doing it. I also think as long as you're up, uh, updating it like once a month, you'd slow a lot of it down. It just feels like open season at this point. It's like, it's a free-to-play game, and folks are running cheats constantly, and now we have an interview with a cheater that's basically saying... Yeah, it's not. It's it's super easy. It's not hard, and we pay a monthly fee. So, I don't think it was helpful. And I said this before the interview. Okay, in my video, Bun- Bungie has an anti cheat question mark. You know, my video where I, I I talked about that. I said that I didn't think it was helpful to suddenly come out and be like, we do have anti-cheat, but then kind of create your own definition of anti-cheat and then talk about what you're doing. And then while you're doing that, we're seeing reports, you know, of people like I just mentioned with the absurd stats. We're seeing people say, I'm facing people I reported weeks ago uh, for cheating. Uh, We're seeing people's trials cards ruined, Uh, you know, and that that I think was unhelpful timing and I think this interview is just sort of the straw breaking the camel's back it's like you guys have to do something more significant and sooner than later Sharadsky when thinking about the interview do you have speculation towards Bungie's lack of funding on an anti-cheat like the fact that they might be working towards a new IP or something I, I got a question similar to this yesterday and it insinuates something that I think is incredibly unlikely based off everything we know. I can't see them breaking with Activision and going through that painful process and taking all this risk just to be like, well, we don't have really the funding for this. We'll just kind of ignore this game and kind of let it die or just squeeze money out of it. I I don't think they would have gone through everything they've gone through just to sort of let the game get cannibalized by cheating scum. I, I, I really, really think that a lot of a lot of the signs, a lot of the communication, a lot of their decisions really, really point to that being a very, very unlikely scenario. Um, you they would have just they would have just satisfied the contract with Activision and then been done with it. I mean, they could have easily even considered selling the IP to Activision. A lot of us thought they were going to do that. Activision had Vicarious Visions. Vicarious Visions was very familiar with Destiny and made good content for Destiny and they could have handed the IP off to them and then they could have taken charge of it and done a great job and to me everything else points to this is a part of the growing pains of the game they wanted to do free to play it comes at a cost they wanted to bring back trials it comes at a cost and as I said the, the most likely explanation I have for them just sort of being like we don't really have actual um, anti-cheat right now is that they're trying to learn and adapt for you know future more prominent you know more more meaningful deliveries like this is the slowest time of the year um, Critterbot thank you so much uh, for the brand new uh, Prime sub enjoy your dope badge and emotes you are dope and deserve dope stuff um, and ad free viewing as well 
So I don't know. To me, it's like, okay, they could be doing this now, knowing that it's going to be a painful process to launch and learn and grow and try and establish an anti-cheat. And because of that, they did this during the slowest time of the year. And then there'll be, you know, there'll be bigger updates later on. I don't know. Maybe come September, we will have anti-cheat that we have to install and use that will block a lot of this. Again, you're not going to stop them completely, but that's not a reason to basically literally have nothing. I mean, we, at this point, we have literally nothing on the front end. Um, so, Seoger. Bungie stated that they implement new anti-cheat improvements during patch releases. With patches being far apart, is there a way to make the system quicker? You'd have to ask them. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how they can do this. This is where I think anti-cheat would be helpful on PC, okay? It's its own software. It up, You do updates and push updates to the anti-cheat, which means you're not having to tie it to updates that are then also having to go through console and those certifications and those checks because that's something that does limit how often they like to do updates because a lot of the times that you know that's part of the equation well if we do an update it's got to go through certification it's got to go through approval with sony and microsoft well you don't have to do that if the if if anti-cheat is literally a pc only you know piece of third-party software that downloads and keeps itself updated I would think that that would keep them in a position of being like, yeah, you know, monthly, monthly we can update this thing because it's not, it's not a patch, it's not a hot fix, it's its own thing. And again, I don't think it would be that hard to get in, in, ingrained, get some moles ingrained in the cheating community, and then you slowly, every time they come out with a new update or a new cheat or something up with the aimbots or the wall hacks or whatever, you download those. And because you download those, you're able, you know, you're able to to patch them out and to block them, you know? I, I it, it can't be that hard. Like, you can find where the cheats are bought and sold, and then you buy access to it, and then when you buy access to it, you you have all this, you have the source code of the cheat and can then, and then can shut the thing down. Um, I... I don't know. It may be more complicated than that, but it kind of feels like if it's easy for John Q Public to go download a bot and use it, you would think that a AAA developer could download the bot, dissect it, and block it. Um, the cheating community seems pretty tight. If it's a Luke, if they want to make money off of it, like some of these websites are, come on. You don't, I don't, I don't think that the cheating community is like keeping the doors closed. Like, nah, no, they're trying to make money. Greed will be their downfall. They're going to try and get, they're going to try and get money. They're going to try and get people to download this thing. And in doing that, they're going to expose themselves. You're, I, I don't buy that in the, in the day of the internet that you can't get access to this cheat once it gets updated. Um... I just, I do not buy that. I, I, they've got to be able to get these cheats or find a source that can get them access to the cheats, like an undercover person, right? I don't know. You just, you reach out to somebody and, or, or again, you just create accounts and you go and try and get access to them and buy them. I, that, again, if, if, if John Q. Public's getting access to the dadgum thing, then you would think that Bungie could get access to it as well, as opposed to being like, you know, no. 
The cheating said he, the cheater said he'd hand over the USB thumb drive. Well, right. I mean, he's saying that, but then obviously that's one person. And then if they update the aimbot after Bungie blocks it, then you know you're you're in a situation where okay, well we you know now they got another one. So Zeno. Why can't Bungie make an anti-cheat when they have the money? What could Bungie possibly be spending all their money and funds on? This really isn't a question. This is just you sort of wanting to charge them with not doing what they need to do. So I'm going to skip questions that are basically passive accusations. I mean, we would hope that they're working on something. They've never needed to develop an anti-cheat before. There are anti-cheat companies they could partner with, but in doing that, they have to work with them. That company has to come over their game and figure out what aimbots and wall hacks would look like, and then they have to come over their game and existing cheats and hacks. That could be the process that we're in right now. We don't know. Again, if they come out publicly and say, yeah, we really don't have any anti-cheat and right now we're working with so-and-so to kind of figure this out, then, you know, people might be like, well, it's open season. Yeah, let's get in there. Let's cheat while we can. Like, it's such a delicate subject. If you talk about it, you draw attention to it. If you draw attention to it, more people might do it. If you draw attention to the fact that you don't have a frontline anti-cheat, more people might do it. So what does Bungie do? They write a very vague, generic blog post basically making it sound like if you cheat, it's we're gonna catch you you know they kind of wag their finger at the cheating community which unfortunately it seems like the cheating community is just kind of chuckling and being like yeah uh uh-huh sure we don't care these are throwaway rage accounts so you know i would hope that if they are working with a company that it's it's sooner than later and again they're not going to necessarily tell us that parasito the part in the interview about the hacker knowing what is tracked on servers, does this mean that Bungie can't or won't tune detection for higher skilled players or even stat irregularity? Well, that's where it gets kind of dicey because I feel like eventually you'd be able to say this person's played for too long, you know, their their skills and their their trends are established. Now, you know, Wish You Luck said he's paid attention to sweat you know, sweat players who, as soon as we went to steam, suddenly all their stats went up. And now there are, there, there's been at least two that we know of. I don't know if they were in the sweat community, but there was at least two streamers recently that were caught using cheats. Now Wish said they were sweat streamers. I don't know if that's true. They may have just been streamers. I don't know if they were actually like sweats from the community. They could have just been literally people like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to cheat and, 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 and not and hopefully not get caught. I mean, the one guy left his wall hack on by by accident. So it's not as easy as being like, well, if they're a really skilled player, you know, and they've been playing for a long time, we have to give them a pass because it's clear that even people who've been playing for a long time and have had long time accounts will, you know, will turn cheats on, you know, if they feel like it. And especially because it spreads like wildfire. I mean, there was there was a debate on on Twitter about this. Somebody be basically being like, "I run cheats against cheaters, and I think that's totally fine." And someone was like, "Wait a minute, you think it's okay to run cheats? Like, I don't understand." And he was like, "Yeah, I only turn them on when I face against cheaters." And it was like, "Wait, what?" And people were just kind of at a loss. Like, why would you do that? Why would you even use a cheat? So. Lightly, what do you think Bungie's plan is with trials in the coming seasons? Will the loot pool get updated every season? Keep in mind, Iron Banner hasn't gotten one in a long time due to bandwidth. 
I mean, my initial theory was that the next season would be the second set of armor and the second set of guns from Destiny 1, like Doctrine of Passing and the armor that had more of like a cat-like appearance. Um, Because right now we got all like the Egyptian style stuff. And then there was the second set that looked like cats with like glows and all that. I could see them bringing back that armor and then those guns. And then in September, literally all brand new guns and armor because like that's the expansion that's like supposed to be the big boy um i don't know that's that's my theory and guess but are they going to want to dedicate that you know that much to those guns every season because as they said well we did the trials guns so we couldn't do ritual and so if your bandwidth is that thin are you going to allocate bandwidth to a new batch of trials guns every three months and therefore then not have guns in the other parts of the game where people, you know, are hoping to see uh, them show up. That the, the, Again, the hope would be that they could find a rhythm where something like that is possible and instead of sort of making it feel like we literally have to wait, what, six months for new Trials gear, it could be something that is updated every season. I don't know if that's within, it's, I don't just don't know if that's within their purview of developmental bandwidth. You would hope that it would be because it's supposed to be like a centerpiece of the game now. And if they can get the cheating figured out and if they can get the, like the, if they can get the boons and the rewards and the tokens, you can get all that figured out. Then one would hope that over time they would say, you know, Hey, we've, we figured out good bandwidth allocation and we can do new weapons every season because I don't know it's really hard to picture people playing trials for for not for loot like why why else would you go in there and then if you're not going in there for loot then I guess you'd be going in for titles in cosmetics which I would find to be again a little lackluster I feel like you know we've already kind of had that discussion with respect to the Grandmaster Nightfalls so Outsanity do you think that this cheater from the interview might be in some ways showing us the cracks in Bungie's so-called anti-cheat armor? Well, I mean, he's not being super specific, but he's being specific enough that I think it's clear the conclusion I came to was, okay, there there undoubtedly needs to be frontline anti-cheat now. You, you, you that That can't be denied anymore. We can't be like, well... If Bungie has enough bandwidth, well, if no, th- this is clearly necessary. Th- these guys are just doing whatever the frick they want with your game, and your background checks are 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 something they can outsmart. I think it's a lot easier. This is one of the reasons that a frontline anti cheat's a stronger flex as well. Frontline anti cheat is like one day they go to boot up and they simply cannot go in and play. It's like not nope, can't get in here, and you're like, okay, well, now we have to. Now we have to kind of wait for them to be an update. So that's like this broad stroke across the cheating community and stops them all from cheating, right? Right now, it's kind of like, well, we collect data, we check stats, we collect reports, and then eventually we ban people after doing research and everything else. And it's like, now, wait a minute. That's all reactive. If like... On a Tuesday, they up, like, let's say on a Friday afternoon, they update anti-cheat, and then there's all of a sudden a bunch of people that can't play, and they have to work on updating the bot. Okay, well, you just bought us a week or two. 
of people being like, yeah, we got to figure out that we got the whole thing's got to be retooled and then redistributed, uh, redistributed, distributed, redistributed. I was saying it wrong. I was emphasizing the wrong syllable. And if they do that, then like, number one, a lot of people aren't going to get the new version. They might not pay attention. They might just give up. They also may have gotten banned because the anti-cheat caught them. And so now they have to make a new account. That's proactive. That's like periodically just dropping the guillotine on lots of people instead of being like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, we just banned a bunch of people. Well, then they're just going to have another account cooked up and ready to go. Anti-cheat, sure, they might have another account cooked up and ready to go, but guess what? Not only do they have the new account cooked up and ready to go, and they try to jump back in, now they can't because the cheat doesn't work. It's a double whammy. It's like, well, you got banned and your cheat no longer works. And hopefully, people would get tired of paying for something that doesn't work all the time. They'd be like, dude, I'm paying $25 a month. I'm paying $100 a month for this thing. And every couple of weeks, it doesn't work. And then I'm t- I'm ticked off. That would be the hope, is that people would lose interest. They'd get sick of spending money. Because finding ways around detections, sure, that, that's always happening. But again, right now, you're not even doing that. That's like saying burglars always find a way to break in and steal from your shop. And it's like, okay, so what? You're not going to try and get better security and locks on your doors? You're just going to be like, yeah, well, that's just what happens. So, you know, no, you'd be like, well, no, we're going to at least do bare minimum. We're going to put locks on the doors. Then we're going to get cameras. Then we're going to get an ADT, you know, system installed. And, you know, and then we're going to try and work with local law enforcement to have quicker response time when somebody breaks our windows. And then maybe you get a pull down gate. Maybe you get bars in the windows. Like, why would you not at least do the freaking lowest rung of response, which is a frontline and visible, updatable anti cheat? We're not even doing that. If you moved into a bad neighborhood and you check the crime reports and you're like, yep, there's a lot of break ins here, there's a lot of vandalism here, you you wouldn't do at least the bare minimum and make sure the locks on your doors and windows are good and make sure your car is locked at night you'd be like well if people are gonna steal they're gonna steal so I just leave my car unlocked and the front door open like no you would do the bare minimum you'd be like no I lock my door I, I make sure my car is locked um we bought the club <laughs> if you guys can remember that you know what I'm saying you would do the bare minimum we're not even doing the bare minimum right now background background checks and ban enforcement I don't even consider that bare minimum that's just kind of like yeah that's what you're supposed to do that's what's expected of you right that's what's expected of you you are expected to enforce bans and reports on people that's just like okay yeah you're doing your job I guess that's like being like well I show up on time okay no you're expected to show up on time once you're here here are the things that are that are bare minimum requirements for your job so it's like okay you're in you're enforcing bans and checking on reports congratulations on doing your job the next thing we need to talk about is the fact that like bare minimum anti-cheat is front facing installed third party updatable anti-cheat that's like that's bottom rung expectation for free to play games with pvp that's it that's what's expected of you. And if you're not going to do that, I don't is this glitch? Did we do so much damage on the first pass that it's like it's skipping the one? I think it's skipping the one. We were having to go over here. So, I'm not trying to beat Bungie up right now cuz I feel like that, you know, that's kind of what we're doing when we have to talk about this, but like that's 
that to me is kind of where we're at. It's like, dude, bare minimum, you don't you don't even have a company that you've partnered with. You don't you haven't even talked to BattleEye or any of these companies. Hopefully you are. Cause that's bare minimum. I mean, Valorant literally dropped with anti-cheat baked into it. Apparently it's controversial, but let's we don't need to talk about that. It drops with anti-cheat baked into it, and because anti-cheat's baked into it, you know, you already have people trying to crack it, and there's cheats that are already working. So like it <laughs> they they drop with the bare minimum and they're already dealing with it. You didn't even drop with the bare minimum. I you know what I mean? I you have to at least do that. And I hope that that's, some, that's, that's in the pipeline. Would this interview be helpful for Bungie in terms of feedback for improving their anti-cheat? I feel like it's too generic for that to be helpful. With the current Valor anti-cheat controversy, should Bungie invest in standalone anti-cheat or bake it into the game? I mean, if they bake it into the game, I think the only dilemma would be that you're going to have... You're going to have a scenario where now you're doing separate updates for PC. If it's its own standalone thing, my sort of armchair understanding of it would be that is something that they're updating for you. You're like paying them. You're in a contract with BattleEye and you're paying a service fee for them to be doing the research and updating their anti-cheat to protect your game. You're basically paying for a service at that point. I, I would think that would be my understanding. Then it's kind of like Bungie's just kind of hands off with, and then they're just doing kind of the ban enforcement. And then they can obviously do their own stat checks and and look for people that are clearly doing things that are like way way outside the bell curve. We keep getting now we keep getting opening shot. We keep getting opening shot auto loading. That would be my hope is that they would eventually just partner with somebody and let them freaking take care of it. Um, and if not, then. Again, you're just going to be you're going to be reliant on this back-end reactive reactive thing they're doing now which doesn't seem to be doing the greatest of jobs. Uh Juan Antonio, given how devs versus cheaters software creators are usually an arms race, don't you think Bungie promoting reporting is a good idea? Well, I I'm not against them promoting reporting. My frustration in my, you know, Bungie has anti-cheat video. My frustration was the dialogue just seemed extremely centered around what we should be doing. Like, what we should be doing. It's like, okay, fine. What are you doing? What are you committed to? What efforts are you taking to protect this free-to-play game? You know, like, we don't know. You haven't said anything. Now, again, I don't need every jot and tittle in detail about what you're doing for, you know, wall hacks and aim bots and this cheat and that cheat. I don't need all that. But we weren't getting really any info from them about what their commitments were. What are your commitments? What are you working on? What are you doing? And so finally, it, it gets to a fever pitch. And their response is to be like, oh, no, we have anti-cheat. And we're like, oh, really? Uh, what? What's well, news to us? And then it's just a bunch of vague talk about what they do in the background, which that's fine. I'm glad they're doing that. You know, I'm glad they tried to do things. They did server side changes. You know, they did some changes that we're having some frame drops, guys. I think Twitch is just having an issue again. There's nothing I can do about it. It should go away. It's not been long lasting. You know, it's like, oh, well, thank you for updating us on this. Thank you for telling us what's going on. But 
that was one of the reasons that we were all kind of like what's happening that was why the dialogue of there's no anti-cheat was happening that dialogue was stemming from the fact that we literally knew nothing we had zero clue what was going on and because of that i think when they finally come out and say there's anti-cheat it was kind of like you guys sort of should have i don't know if they should have started with that but i kind of feel like they should have been like just so everybody knows before we launch into the season with trials of osiris we do not have a front-facing anti-cheat that you will be downloading. We have things that we do in the background to prevent people from cheating, and we update it all the time. We obviously can't talk about those updates, and then just give us the outline they gave us. Now, that at least would have established a standard of, okay, Bungie's doing stuff in the background. Great. Awesome. Sweet. So the dialogue would have been more centered around the fact that, like, okay, Bungie, there are people cheating. This isn't working. Like, they're getting through. I guess we should file more reports. You know, I guess we should try and submit more evidence and I think that dialogue would have been more healthy than what is going on what is going on what is happening there is no anti-cheat and Bungie's like well we are doing anti-cheat and we're like are you what that doesn't seem like anti-cheat do you see what I'm saying they did it in the I feel like they did it in the wrong order and I don't want to get in a woulda shoulda coulda I don't like doing that like well they should have done this but I kind of feel like if you know you don't have front facing installed anti-cheat and that's not going to be in the cards for you then you probably should have really clued us into what was going to be going on so at least you're driving the dialogue you sort of let us drive the dialogue you weren't saying anything and again again it's sort of a delicate subject. If you talk about it before Trials even gets here, and you say there's no traditional front-facing installed anti-cheat, you're basically, potentially, inviting more cheaters to take a crack at your game on opening weekend for Trials. Right? So even what I'm saying might not have been a good call, because then, well, you just brought attention to the fact that there's cheats, and people might want to look for cheats, and now they hear that there's no front-facing anti-cheat, now they're probably going to cheat more. So they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. It's like, well, if we talk about it, we draw attention to it. If we draw attention to it, then more people are going uh, to consider cheating. It's just the delicate balance of anytime you talk about cheating, you're drawing attention to something that some people might be like, well, I didn't know you could cheat in Destiny. Let's take a crack at that this weekend. It's a free-to-play game. Why not? It'll be fun. We'll do it for the lulls. I mean, this kid was literally, you know, he just said he was literally just doing it for, for the fun of it. You know, I just, yeah, just do it. I don't really care. Bull, uh, Bolt Gaming. Is there any anti-cheat with Steam Destiny 2 currently? Nothing front-facing, no. I know Steam has their own, but currently we're not using it. T-Funk. From what the cheaters said, Bungie is being cheap and not buying anti-cheat. Do you think this is true? It's possible. I don't think they're being cheap. I think it's possible that they don't, they, it wasn't ready. I don't know. I mean, it's possible that, again, they, they wanted to do research first. Maybe they wanted to see what was going to be happening. Guys, again, I am sorry about the drop frames. I, I, I can't do anything about it. I don't know what's happening. Um, I might have to just stay off the Chicago server because it's getting really, really bad again. Um, I think I'm actually going to have to change servers because we're just now, now my bit rate's completely gutted and it's, it's, it's just bottomed out. Um, it, let me finish this question and then we're going to have to stop and restart on another server so I'll have another two-parter Q&A for uh, YouTube. So, I don't think they're being cheap. I think they need to do more but I think it's going to probably require time for research, hopefully, and then they need to be doing something. Um, so, 
I'm going to stop and restart the stream and I'll be right back. Those of you listening to the question answer, this is probably just going to pick up with another question in a moment. Well, hang on. It looks like it's stabilizing. I might just keep going. It looks like it's stabilizing. Maybe not. I'm still getting red flashes. I know my audio is good, but I don't want to sit here and move around and get a bunch of drop frames. Um, I switch. I, I'm usually on Chicago, and I switched to another server, and we were having all kind of problems yesterday, and then it came back. Um, so, if it continues, I will have to kind of like put a pin in Q and A and like do a two part or Q and A like we did before. Maybe. Um, Maybe it being stable now, maybe it'll stay stable. I don't know. We went all day yesterday with only one blip, and then we had like one little blip last night during the Rageous Roundtable, and now we're getting more. So if it stays stable, I'll just press on. Uh, next question from T-Funk. We also have seen that Bungie makes tons of money through Eververse. Do you think Bungie is nervous to outsource a part of their game? We talked about this on the Rageous Roundtable last night. And I said, you know, what if... What if Bungie is presently paying somebody to build their game in another engine? And I kind of use the PC port with Vicarious Visions as my argumentation. They had VV port their game to PC. So then VV becomes very, very familiar with Bungie's game. And now they've got a nice partner for developing extra stuff. DLCs, seasons, raids, etc. Right? So they're able to do all that for Bungie. They become familiar with the game, the engine, the dev tools, and they're able to, uh, you know, they're able to do all that for Bungie. That's awesome. That's dope. Then they could be doing a similar thing now. They could be paying another company, outsourcing the development of, hey, we want you to build Destiny in this other engine so that then we have all that's, you know, locked and ready to go. And then you can be our new development partner for DLC, seasonal content, you know, out, you know, um, outsourcing content. And that could be happening right now. Well, what that means is, is if that's happening right now, then they're not doing anything with the company right now. Right? I, I don't know. People have said that. They're like, oh, they're making tons of money from Eververse. Why wouldn't they outsource? Why wouldn't they outsource? And it's like, well, it's not that easy. You can't just outsource to some other company. They have to become familiar with your game, your dev tools, your engine. You know, that's not something you just like do overnight. So... I don't think that they, could, they would work with Vicarious Visions again. I don't think Activision would allow that. I mean, I know money talks, but still, even if Bungie's willing to write a check, they may be like, no, we don't want to work with you. We don't want to help your game. You broke ties with us. You know, sayonara kind of a situation. I don't know. I can't see them working with VV again. I could see them long-term. A long-term plan that would make sense to me is paying for a company to build Destiny in a new engine so that when it comes time to build Destiny 3, they have a company that can build the framework, the dev tools, get the engine up and running, and then slowly you move people over, get them acclimated to the new engine. They learn how to develop in that new engine. And as you're doing that, you're, you're leaving Skeleton Crew sort of live team folks to take care of Destiny 2 as it downshifts. And then you're you're doing both. You're maintaining and building the next game. You're you know, and you have another good development partner like Vicarious Visions that's now familiar with Destiny, you know, three and the new engine and everything else. So, next question from Shooter Plays. I just wanted to hear your opinion on why 
uh, a lot of the veteran players are once again feeling burnt right now. I did a whole video on this yesterday. I, I basically said this is par for the course. We get about a month in, and then you know the hardcore guys are like, I don't have anything to do. I basically attribute this to the way that you play the game. If you play the game launch week 16 hours a day and never shut down your stream because that's the right you know that's the right time to play, right? Harvest is right, dude. You're gonna you're gonna play as much as you possibly can and get as much relevancy as you can. You're gonna get all the, you're gonna try and get all the god rolls. You're gonna try and max everything out before everybody else. You're gonna you're gonna do all that. Well, it it just doesn't work if you put in the average Destiny player takes you know three weeks to a month to do what you do during the first week or seventy two hours of the game of the season's launch. It's just there's no there is no reasonable person that would be like yeah that that you're gonna have tons to do this season you'd probably be like no you're you're probably gonna run out um i liked how clintus put it or no it wasn't clintus it was 30 and so gaming where you get to the front edge of the wave and you're constantly waiting for the next thing and so you're always just like right on the edge you're right at the tip of what's happening so everything that comes out so t- to make a food analogy if it was like an, a, an 11 course meal and you inhale every course you're just kind of like sitting there with your eyes on the kitchen door like okay when's the next one coming when's the next one coming and you just as soon as it comes out it's gone as soon as it comes out it's gone as soon as it comes out it's gone and everybody else is like dude man you pace yourself now I'm not telling people how to play but I'm like, it's it's just symptomatic of the way they play. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't look at this season and say, well, this season's a little bit thinner. This season's not as substantive. This season's not as drawn out. This season doesn't have as much stuff as Dawn did in PvE. But even with Season of Dawn being a better season, these guys were saying the same thing in January. They got to January. They played like crazy in December. They put in insane hours. And they're like, yep, yeah, I'm bored. Nothing to do. Now, to be clear... I don't think any of these guys are saying the content sucks, Bungie's doing a terrible job. They're just like, I don't have anything to do. They're just being honest. They're like, I don't have anything to do. And then the details about Grandmaster Nightfall comes out, and they're like, yeah, that doesn't really interest me. The pattern is almost identical to Season of Dawn. You play like crazy the first three three or four weeks, and then the aspirational content drops. Legend Sundial dropped, and people were like, well, this is freaking stupid. And then the details for Grandmaster Nightfalls drops, and these guys are like, well, that's kind of stupid. I don't care about that. It's, the, it's, it's, it's an almost identical pattern to last season. They were, everybody's, I think a lot of folks were kind of like holding their breath thinking like oh let's see what this Grandmaster Nightfall is going to entail and then when they get the details it's just like Legend Sundial they're like yeah that's not really for me you know I, I'm not I'm not I'm not really down with that I, I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pass and that's that like that's the situation that we're in we're in a situation where you're playing a ton and the aspirational content that they've trotted out for the seasonal format is just not is not substantive enough for people that play at those thresholds it just simply isn't outsanity would it be best for Bungie to use VAC uh, and another anti-cheat um uh, keep people out with VAC bans and pop cheats and apply the VAC ban on them. I mean, look, I don't have I don't have knowledge of all the inner workings of all these different anti cheats, right? Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have a, a working knowledge of how all this stuff goes and how all this stuff uh, plays out. So, I'm just speaking very generically. 
big picture principle you need a frontline anti-cheat you know frontline downloadable updatable anti-cheat that is visible that's what people need you know that, that no doubt that needs to be on the front lines uh fearless leader do you think it is uh compounding the issue people cheat because they're frustrated playing cheaters well and i yeah i've said this many times cheating just spreads multiple diseases in the community and the first disease it spreads is the disease of cheating people are like well i'm gonna cheat too so cheating begets cheating begets cheating begets cheating also it spreads the disease of skepticism anytime you get out gunned you're like i don't know that that seemed kind of fishy it could be 100% legitimate, but you're like, eh, I don't know about that, dude. That guy shots, uh, I don't know. You know, and so you can't you can't congratulate a good shot. Now, I try to do that when I play. Anytime I get sniped, I try to do that. I'm like, well, that was a good shot. Because I can generally kind of tell, like, man, that guy, that guy got a good, uh, that guy got a good shot on me. But then obviously, you're, you know, you're watching people play. I'm casting people play, and I'm like, oh, we got it. We got snapshot opening and appended mag and we got steady hand. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's the one. I think that's the one I, we could still, we could go for an opening. We could go for an opening slide, but that's the one that I wanted. Uh, this is the one that I wanted. I wanted, I wanted opening, opening snap and it came with appended mag and steady. I really wanted steady hand as two because steady hand increases stability and handling speed. Um, now we could honestly take a pendant mag off and we would get, we would actually, we would lose two bullets and get more range and better reload speed. So we might not even want to run a pendant mag. I mean, 12 shots is a lot for PVP. So a slightly faster reload speed and a little bit more range. That's a pretty good roll. I think, I think ricochet rounds. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, let's go. Let's go until... Well, I'm going to delete the... Well, I don't want to delete the Triple Trap uh, Dragonfly 1. We'll go until I'm out of runes. How about that? We'll go until I'm out of runes, because I'm nearing the end of runes anyway. Um, so, we can we can take this all the way to the end of the road here uh, until I'm completely out of runes, and then we'll call it a day with the, with the grind, because we did get a good... We did get a really, really good one, so... Uh... Lord Cat Gaming. Destiny has a two main four annual DLC, etc. And we have the same issues we had three years ago. Are Bungie learning from past mistakes? You're not outlining the mistakes you feel like they're making. You're just you're just complaining. So I skip questions like this now. Um, do you think more people are turning to cheats because of skill creep? I mean, I'm sure that's part of the reason people cheat. There are people that are like, I can't keep up. These players are too good. I am going to cheat. I don't think that's the reason or the only reason. Uh, there's a bunch of streamers. Uh, I'm sorry, subs that I haven't thanked. More chips and cheese with 15 months. C squared with 25 months. Four months from uh, Argy. 31 months from Always Snacking. 12 months from DeWitt. That's a whole year. Red badge. 34 months from Magicka Mitch. Getting really close to the three-year badge. Thank you very much. Uh, Raptor says, Why did Luke Smith... Uh, claim they will give us more choice after learning from opulence and this season is so much worse than that um I, I feel like you're really I feel like you're really 
supercharging what he said. He didn't say we were always going to have super directional volitional choice. He said more choice. The PvE grind for weapons is very directional. Upgrade your bunkers and you can grind for as many freaking weapons as you want. So he's made good on that front. The way that it works in trials... I don't know if when he said that he had trials in his mind. They might have thought, you know what? We don't want trials. We don't want trials to be, you know, this... Everybody just gets whatever they want whenever they want, like as much as they possibly want. Like they may have said, that's going to be too generous. That's going to hurt things. And so, but I do believe he's made good on that promise. Look at freaking Sundial last season. Come on. Five guns at the end and you could pick the same one over and over and over and over again. That's more generous than Menagerie for crying out loud. And then the weapon frames and the bunkers are super easy to complete. You grab four or five at the same time. I don't know how anybody could stare with with an honest face and look at both Season of Dawn with the frames, the bounties, and Sundial, and then this season with the frames and say, yeah, they didn't make good on their promise of, of leaning toward giving us more choice. Like It's so easy to choose what you're going to chase and what you're going to get. I really... I really don't think he's he's not achieved that. Now, somebody in chat saying, well, but Menagerie's more fun. Listen, when Vicarious Vision spends probably like a year on this, it's going to be better than something to deliver every three months. That's just the way of the road, man. Like, they're not going to be able to have things equal in substance when less bandwidth and time went into it. I don't want to make excuses. I don't like the public event. I think the public event's lame. I don't think it's enjoyable. I barely play it. But... I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, it's so much better, dude. Menagerie was so much better. Like, Luke Smith said this season wasn't, these seasons weren't going to be like the last. He said that that was really, really hard for them to maintain. And so we knew going into this, this stuff was going to be a little bit more thin. And the marketing for it was way less hyped. They really did not try and make it seem like this season was going to be some amazing experience. And we were going to, you know, our minds were going to be blown. Uh, you know, they they really, really subdued their marketing. They really did. I, I didn't see I didn't see any marketing for season of the worthy that felt like they really tried to like overhype us. It didn't seem like that at all. It seemed the exact opposite. We were like, can we get some information? And they said the same thing with this season that they said, you know, on the last season. It's kind of like we're gonna let you discover stuff, and then that was just kind of where they left it. Uh, and lack of permanence is part of the problem. They're put into a technological situation right now where whatever they put in the game has to come out and therefore it's not going to be nearly as substantive and as awesome as Menagerie. I thought Sundial came pretty close though. I mean, it wasn't, it clearly wasn't Menagerie, but I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, what do you suspect to take place in the next season in terms of story and endgame activities we may receive? I have no idea. I know it's vague, but I was wondering your prediction. I actually don't have a prediction for next season. I really, really don't. I, the only thing I'll say is this, and I said this on the Rageous Roundtable. I feel like the pyramid ships are the ongoing meta story. It's the big story kind of hovering over us, and that won't see its culmination until this game comes to an end, right? There's going to be a direct, there's going to be like a direct link between this game and the next game. And I believe it's going to be through the pyramid shifts. I believe that Savathun and the Dreadnought, I believe that that is more pressing. That's more immediately pressing. Like, I feel like that, that is a greater, uh, and more sort of like, we got to tie this story up first before we do anything with the pyramid ships 
Now I could be wrong, but again, to me, with with the way with the way they did, with the way they sort of said, "Oh, here's the pyramid ships at the post credits," and then they've just been sort of lingering in the background all this time. Uh, that to me just feels like, well, eventually they'll get there. Eventually they'll get there. I feel like they're going to want to tie up so many other things before that, and I really do think Savathun is next in line. I think she's going to get a DLC. I know we know they want to go back to the Dreadnought. Luke Smith all but said they had plans to take us back to the Dreadnought, and I would anticipate that happening sooner than later. And I would anticipate that that happening. Um, before we're dealing with some frame issues again, guys, I am so sorry. I, this after Q and A, I might, I might just change servers. Chicago, I might have bad routing to Chicago. I'm, I probably had better routing to wherever else I was going. Um, so, troll Annie. If Bungie chooses to use VAC, what happens to people like me with an over three plus year old VAC ban? Do we deserve to be bopped in the name of quick easy solution for cheating? I actually think that's not, I don't think that's the answer. I don't think the answer is to say we need to be basically making it to where anybody with a VAC ban can't play. I don't think that's the answer. Um, I would say you would, any new players with a VAC ban, you would probably be like, no, you can't play. Or require any brand new players with a VAC ban to, you know, you potentially want to tell them maybe they need to buy content or something. You know, maybe that's who the paywall should be in front of. Okay, well, you got a VAC ban. You can't play this game for free. You got to buy the DLC or something. You know, you got to buy the DLC. If you've already got the game installed and you're already been playing and you've got all these hours logged and they're, and they're like, well, but you have a VAC ban. I don't think that's worthy. I don't think that's worthy of saying... We, we need to we need to remove your account from the game I don't think that that's fair it t- like listen people do things and get vac banned you know like uh well I forget his name now um calico I think is his name said he did some kind of an ammo thing in black ops and got a vac ban for it he was playing zombies and did some kind of an ammo glitch and got vac banned so does he deserve to have his destiny rights stripped i don't think so <laughs> you know what i'm saying that doesn't seem like a worthy oh yep yeah, you just take his account take his characters because you did something in another game solo by yourself six months ago i would say you got a vac ban on your account it's recent and you're trying to download destiny brand new yeah you gotta buy something sorry um do you think error codes are the biggest problem right now? They've kept my team from the lighthouse way more than cheating. They need to they need to narrow it down. They've certainly made it go down. It's not happening as much as it was, but we're still seeing people having uh, beaver errors and other errors and and not getting to the lighthouse because of it. You know, it certainly is um, causing uh, causing issues. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. You know that that it's. It, it we've seen we've literally seen streamers play people and like all of a sudden the other team DCs you know J or one person JF GC did my game just crash this happened the other day like a total freeze in destiny um I have th- th- this game I as you ask a question about uh errors and, and error codes I, my whole freaking game freezes um wow okay and my controller's vibrating too yeah that's a full game crash i'm fairly certain um yeah that timing though wow 
Uh, the other day when this happened, I couldn't even, um, yeah, I can't even alt F4. I have to go to task manager to do it because it's like the game is just completely, uh, dead in the water. Um, next question from Jay says, uh, with Bungie's supposed bandwidth issues, is it reasonable to expect that they can manage their anti-cheat at the same time, a higher frequency than normal updates? Well, this is why I would like to see them partner with somebody, right? Like I would, I would want them to be able to say, we've got this company handling our anti-cheat. They're going to be updating it. They're going to be doing research and making sure that aim, aim bots and wall hacks, you know, can get shut down with regularity. I, I, I don't we don't want Bungie to suddenly have to develop a new department for this. That's not what I want either. I don't want people being like, "Well, we were going to do a bunch of cool stuff, but instead of doing that, we had to, you know, we had to hire or assign more staff members to, you know, managing our anti-cheat department." I would just be like, "Man, there's got to be companies that can handle this for you." It's truds. Are we setting a bad example highlighting this in that we are going to see a rise in prima donna cheaters trying to go all out for interviews now? Um, I really don't think so. I, I think a lot. I think people trying to take this this read on the situation. This is a misread. I really don't think there's going to be suddenly this new rise in cheaters being like, "Hey, do you want to interview me?" Haha, <laughs> sorry about the bags. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't think that's going to be the result of this table gfg if bungie knows that their anti-cheat is beatable should they put should it be put as a priority in terms of developmental bandwidth this is just so questions like this are just so generic um i I, is who is in there is, is there anybody on my recent friends list that's in there um i don't know who was i don't know who was playing with me i think it was all steph are you in there I think this... Oh, that's Crown of Sorrow. Yeah, I don't think anybody on my friends list is in there. Um, yeah, interview me or I'll cheat to get in your game kind of a thing. Yeah. I don't I don't think this is going to turn into a situation where you're going to have a bunch of people um, where all of a sudden tons of folks are going to be cheating and being like, hey, I want to be interviewed. Like, I, that doesn't seem like what's going to happen at all. Uh, D4 says, could Bungie's low activity on banning blatant cheaters with Crazy KD and such be explained by them using those people for data collection? I've had people ask this question before, and I'm kind of like, I kind of don't freaking care if that's what you're doing. It's really, really unsettling to lose games and be and be looking at the numbers and being like why is this person still allowed to play I'm like well because we have to collect our data I'm like what like that doesn't matter to me figure it out without doing that don't let these people just keep cheating um that could be a possibility but I don't think that's going to make anybody feel better um oh I'm so glad to see a giant block of text and somebody be told that they have to limit their character limit 414 characters in that uh that 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 question um the sound raver what would you say is the best way for bungie to deal with the cheaters outright bans or put them in cheater only lobbies i don't think this game community is large enough for for uh cheater only lobbies we might start dropping frames again guys sorry um i don't think it's big enough for cheater only lobbies 
because they would just catch on to the fact that they're in a cheater only lobby and then they would just get another account and start and, and pull that account up um you know that's what they would do I and I know people are like well wait a minute how big does your game have to be to do cheater only lobbies I don't know I just I really feel like in this game especially where they're doing it right they're 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 doing it in trials it would be super super apparent that you're only facing cheaters because you'd see the same usernames you'd clearly know they're using cheats too and you'd be like well we got pegged we're, we're just matching cheaters now and then you'd back out and then you just grab another account now the hope would be if they could do something like that and it wasn't super demanding and it wasn't super challenging to do that your hope would be they would spin their wheels and not realize it for a while maybe half of a day or a couple hours my concern would be after two or three games they would catch on and it's like is it really worth doing that you know is it really worth funneling people to their own cheater lobby playlist you know if it's only going to trick them for one or two games um, I find it funny how Lono gets all mad at paragraphs when those were the only questions he used to answer. I find it funny that you're trying to commentate on my content when you clearly know literally nothing about it. Since the dawn of Q&A, we asked people to have short, succinct questions. Mr. I started following you in February with my brand new account I created in February. Know nothing. Sideliner. Uh... So, JFC says, With each ritual activity having its share of legitimate grievances, PvP, PvE, Gambit, will September's success hinge on specifically addressing all ritual issues? I would keep I would keep Gambit off of that list. I don't think people are really going to set their sights on the $40 DLC and be like, well, it better make Gambit better. I know there's a portion of the community that plays every day, and I know I'm really hard on Gambit, but I don't think people who like Gambit are going to like oh I'm not buying the DLC. No, I'm not buying the DLC. I don't I don't want to do that. Um because they don't they're not fixing Gambit. Now, if they did fix Gambit or do things to make Gambit better, would that make a portion of the community happy? Well, sure. I I'm assuming it would because you have uh, you know, around 200 to 250,000 people a day who play Gambit. That's a decent amount of people every single day. But I don't think those people are fans of destiny for other reasons than gambit you know what i mean i can't imagine people saying you know what this is all i play and if they don't do anything for gambit i'm not going to buy the 40 dollar dlc i would imagine if you like gambit you're also playing pve strikes raids or pvp and so you're not going to hinge you're not going to hinge your decision on the on the expansion on gambit i wouldn't think now if there is a percentage of people that like Gambit to that level, I would say they're not a large enough group for Bungie to be hyper concerned about. That's not me being dismissive. I just wouldn't think out of the, you know, the 1.1 million players a day that are logging in day to day and then throughout the week however many people are total playing, like it's not only a million, it's about a million a day. I would say it's probably around 3 million a week, you know, individual players. You know, if Bungie looks at that, are, are they really going to be able to quantify a group of people to be like, well, we better really invest in Gambit because if we don't, these couple hundred thousand people won't buy the game. I don't think there's even that many people that would say that. It's probably it, 
the number of people that would take that strong of a stance, I'm not buying the DLC if they don't do something with Gambit, I don't think they would even register on a, like a measurement scale to be, even if you love Gambit, you'd be like, well, yeah, I love Gambit, but I'm still going to buy the expansion if it looks dope. I'm not going to pass on the expansion if they, if they don't do anything with Gambit. A little psycho. Hey, Lono, why do you think that if you post threads on Reddit or the Bungie forums, you immediately get banned from Reddit or Bungie and it marks and locks your post for code of conduct violation? Seems like Bungie would want to know about cheaters. Your, your thoughts. I don't understand what you're doing. If you Listen, if you're going to name and shame in sections of the website or Reddit that aren't intended for that, then you're not following the rules. Like, just because someone's cheating on their test doesn't mean you can stand up in the classroom and punch their lights out and then beat them with the chair and be like, what, they're cheating? Well, yeah, but you're not allowed to break the rules. They have rules about where they want you to report people. They have a form to fill out. They have a place for you to go and do that. And Reddit has rules against witch hunting. So I I would say that you're just breaking the rules. Like maybe be smart enough to know that. Like you, you if you're going and wanting to report somebody for cheating, there's places to do that. Uh, remorse could highlighting this interview as you say hey Bungie uh, a way to say hey Bungie what you're doing clearly isn't working uh, or do you worry this one said be another false narrative response such as giving this cheater a platform is not helpful stop immediately I don't take marching orders from Bungie so I don't really care what their response is to the interview or me talking about it I don't really care I don't answer to them so if they want if they want people to stop cheating I think it's good for us to highlight here out of the mouth here out of the mouths of a cheat out of the mouth of a cheater this is what's going on this is what he says he's doing this is how long he says he's been doing it and you guys clearly have a problem and so if they want to be like like I understand them saying you know if you put clips on your Twitter feed you're giving a platform to somebody who doesn't deserve it I tend to agree with that. I would never be like, hey, all my X numbers of thousands of followers, look at this cheating scumbag. That's why I'm not covering trials on split screen yesterday. That's why I didn't scramble to find a team on Friday. I'm not going to sit here and cast teams trying to go to the lighthouse and then they run into cheaters. I'm not going to use my platform and be like, yep, here's another, here's more cheating scum. Yay. Awesome. Cool. Dope. Like, so I understand from that perspective being like, don't, don't give a platform to somebody who doesn't deserve it but somebody who's willing to be like yeah I cheat here's how I do it here's what's going on Uh, here's how we get around it here's how we avoid getting banned I actually think that's probably more helpful than harmful you're not being like "All right, man what's your manifesto against Bungie and why do you cheat and he's like I hate them and they're this and they're that and they're a blankety blank he's like no yeah I use a wall hack I can see boxes it's a $25 a month subscription and uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't get banned. Now somebody like like isn't that a commercial for cheating? Well, listen, you're either going to draw attention to something that's happening that needs to be stopped, or you're not. Right? This idea, this idea that like, well, don't talk about it and it'll go away, or don't talk about it, you're going to make it worse. How about no? I'll do and say whatever the frick I want. How about that? Like. I'm not going to not talk about cheating. I'm not going to not talk about a cheater who basically gave us information about how he's doing it. Now, he didn't go into detail of where to get it, so we're not saying here's where you can go get it. We're not talking about where to get any of the other cheats he's talking about. We're not doing that. We're basically saying this is this is a problem. This is more proof that we need a front-end installed, updatable anti-cheat, and that's essentially what we're doing. 
So if 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 Bungie's gonna come out and be like, you guys shouldn't be giving attention to this, it's a false narrative, blah 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well that doesn't really answer our grievances and our frustrations, and it certainly doesn't help the fact that Potato got into his second game and faced a cheater, and lots of people are basically saying like, I don't really want to play because I'm running into cheaters, and I don't want to I don't want to sit here and cover teams on split screen and watch them have to face cheaters. You know, like it's a vibe killer. So you can either get in front of it or I guess if they want to passively scold us again, fine. But that's not going to change anything or make anything better. You're just going to make us feel like we did something wrong when we're not even the ones that are cheating. Jay. Should community leaders be signal boosting the interview as much as they are? It seems like a double-edged sword. Yeah, we just talked about this. Parasito. Uh, do the allegations of no IP banning make sense considering I just have to call my ASP or get a VPN seems like Bungie knows that's futile well but we've talked about this before too like why would you not at least do that to stop again the low hanging fruit how many kids are just doing it they have no idea how to change their IP they don't know what VPN is they don't know anything they're just like oh yeah I downloaded Namebot <laughs> like, and then they get IP banned and they're like oh shoot I can't play the game anymore um. So, and then again, IP banning is probably going to become less popular and less common because IPs are getting recycled because of VPNs becoming more commonplace and used at more consumer levels. So, IP banning is in its own way a little controversial because you might you might end up, you know, banning something, banning somebody's IP that didn't do anything wrong. Like they get a recycled IP and they can't play. You'd have to do IP bans and then do like unban the IPs every 30 days or something. Now that's not that's not you unbanning their account, but you'd you'd honestly have to unban IPs every 30 days in case the IPs do get recycled. Cuz they likely would. Slug so now that trials is back because everyone begged and that's what Bungie thought would be successful and clearly isn't is prison of elders next it's not really a question big sirs this is somewhat based on the leaks which are probably fake but i was wondering what your opinion was on this if Bungie were to end a large story beat in a dungeon rather than a raid would that be okay or would it be a mistake to you I mean, I would be, I don't think I'd have a problem with that. Now, I don't know if you'd want to do that in a DLC because I think every year, I mean, I mean, an expansion every year, the September expansion, I think people kind of anticipate that raid. I think that they've proven they can do a raid about once a year. Um, and so I would worry about people being like, no, wait, we got this instead of a raid. I don't think people would like that. I would be okay if a season where a dungeon showed up did that so maybe Bungie has a season and a a raid they put the raid in the expansion and then two seasons later the dungeon shows up and the dungeon's like your your three man mission uh your little three man mission to 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 like end the story that I'd be fine with that now you have to understand something though the only potential dilemma here is that Bungie a lot of times likes story missions to be accessible so like that everybody can play them so in light of that I would be concerned that you would see people say oh it's just too hard I can't get it done usually stories are like pretty accessible no darkness zones very very easy to beat now that doesn't mean they couldn't do something beyond the campaign like they've done before uh, with 
raids being the culmination of the story and the example I would give you would be Oryx you kill Oryx in the campaign you go and fight him but then he takes himself and then we fight him again in the raid you could do something like that so the sort of the second wind of the boss would be in a dungeon and so it wouldn't be required for the 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 entire story but it'd be a nice capstone that you know not everybody could do not everybody got to go and kill oryx in destiny one not everybody got to go and do it you know Jen Electricity says, I'm new to the channel, been seeing a lot of your vids on YouTube lately. In your perspective, what would solve D2 Trials cheating problems? I've outlined a bunch of things already. I mean, I'm not going to go through all of it again. I'll give you the Cliff's Notes. A front-facing anti-cheat. Keep doing what they're doing in the background. And then hopefully, if you do a front-facing anti-cheat, it's managed by a company that can consistently update it. I mean, I would think hopefully at least on a monthly basis. So every time it's updated, you're not only just updating it to prevent cheating, but you're also banning anybody who gets caught in that net. So once a month, you're doing a mass ban and an update. Well, people are going to get around it anyway. I guarantee you would minimize it. It would minimize it significantly. You got a leaky pipe. You can't be like, why are you putting duct tape on it, dude? It's going to just, it's going to keep leaking anyway. Yeah. And it's going to do way less damage to the floor. If it's a drip instead of a freaking faucet in my basement, you see what I'm saying? Like it's going to do less damage. If I, if I try and, if I try and mitigate it, it's going to, it's going to do less damage. So why would you, why would you not try and minimize cheating? That's what anti-cheating does. You, you catch, you catch the easiest dummies and, and you catch them in the net, you know, you can tell Lono just close on a house tomorrow. I'm sorry. Not tomorrow in two days, in two days. Uh, Osser Valentine. So if the leak is true, it's not what happens if we beat the physical manifestation of the darkness, it's not true. And I don't really know what would happen. Fearless leader. Do you think the future uh, story leaks are calculated to keep the community excited? No, I, I think the, the leaks are fake. Silent. How long do you think the community will tolerate the cheating? CSGO is an old game, but it still has cheating issues, but CS is not Destiny. I would wager to say that CS having cheating doesn't mean it defines your experience. Right now, Bungie has a handful of problems. If they would have created a really full funnel of trials and it wouldn't have turned into a token, a low token farm that shoved a lot of people out of the player base. I think a really, really full funnel of players would have ironed some of this out. It would be less likely for you to run into cheaters. So because of that, I wonder if games like CSGO and others, you're, you are seeing cheating, but is it defining it? And is it, is it being met with a, a, a player base that's rapidly shrinking that would be kind of my question Bungie has a unique problem the player base is rapidly shrinking because of intrinsic logistical sort of incentivization player base distribution problems and then cheating is in there as well so the more people leave the more the cheaters tend to rise in prominence It. I, I can't think of a good analogy it's almost like I'm trying to think of how you would make this analogy. I was trying to think of like, if there were Legos on the floor, the odds of you stepping on the Legos goes down. If, if you know, there's, there's a bunch of other smooth things on the floor kind of in the way, but if you start removing those smooth things on the floor, suddenly just a small handful of Legos become a higher probability of you stepping on them. 
So it's like the likelihood of you running into cheaters continues to go up as the player base shrinks. And if the player base is shrinking for more reasons than just cheaters, the likelihood of you running into cheaters is increasing. So the denominator is changing. The numerator isn't. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it simple, man. Legos on the ground. You know, I'm trying to keep it simple. <laughs> so that that that's how I'm looking at it. You you if they might have been able to get away with this lackluster, uh, you know, this this weak uh, approach to cheating, they might have gotten away with it if they would have had a fuller a fuller funnel for for longer. Like weekend one when they had tons of players, we we didn't hear that much about cheating. And every weekend we've heard more about cheating in conjunction with the player base going down. So low card farming became the narrative and then the player, you know, players started feeling they couldn't win. The win requirement and then the tokens expiring, I think all came to a head. I think it really, really did. It's like, well, you know, the players are just losing interest. And then as the player base numbers go down, cheating seems to be on their eyes when it might not actually be on their eyes. It might just be the same, you know, rough number of people. Parasito, could anti-cheat be the reason for splitting the game into two separate clients? I don't think this is possible, Paris. I, I, I mean, I don't know if they can do something like that. I think the easier solution would be to try to get a third-party, you know, piece of software installed that updates and runs, and that's that's kind of what you lean on. I don't think they want to separate the game like that. Uh, between the time leaving Activision, going to Steam, why didn't Bungie at least talk to a partner? about anti-cheat like you said bare minimum they may have spoken to somebody and we don't know what if what if, imagine a meeting where they sit down with battle eye and battles and battle eyes like you're gonna hate this but we have found the most effective thing to do is to not is to is to wait and collect information and then and then and then launch your anti-cheat i don't know i'm not saying that's what happened i'm just saying that certainly is a possibility. I don't know if that's true, but I could definitely see them saying it's actually more advantageous to wait. You're going to basically see the way that people create wall hacks, aim bots, and all these other things, and that's going to give us a baseline. And then once we have a baseline, we can continue to iterate from there, launch a fully orbed anti-cheat, and now that we have that baseline, we know this is kind of the, the, the place that people are going to go to try to iterate on aim bots, wall hacks, etc. If the mentality of there will always be cheaters gets worse, will more significant anti-cheat end up looking like Valorant, or will it get things get hosted on deadies? Well, we're not going to get deadies in D2. I don't know if they're going to go the route. You guys can use the join Lono command. We got two slots. I don't know if they're going to go the route of Valorant and like basically make you put something in the root of your system that like launches before the operating system. I don't think Bungie's going to be heavy-handed like that. That seems like something that they would avoid. But I do, I do picture them working with someone like BattleEye. That's more likely in my mind. Just Junior. How is it that we are just having to speculate about the state of the game at the moment? Do you think Bungie should do a live stream or a similar address at head on? Well, they've basically said, here's where we felt year three fell short. Here's where we want to take year four. Luke Smith said that. Right now, I don't think you're going to win any goodwill by coming out and trying to do a stream about like, here's where things are. Here's where we stand on anti-cheat. I, I don't think that, that would be helpful super brain slightly off topic what if the optional passages were made uh, for flawless players with much higher drop rates and tokens I mean this is one solution that's been thrown out I think there's a lot of different things they need to do on, on alloy 
what's your opinion on D3 being a possibility and would you like to see it happen I think it's likely I, I envision it landing in 2022 or beyond um so that's my answer to that captain do you think that trials was just pushed out too early to add more content to this season without having fully prepared uh launch well no I don't think they did, did it to, to add more content homie it's not just to add more content they added this and it, it hindered how many guns they could give us I don't think they were like, well, just shove Trials in there. No, I, I think that this was the time they thought was the best time to bring in Trials. Um, guilty. Depending on how Bungie handles cheaters, Destiny 3, could it never be coming to PC if confirmed? That would be the, the most insane thing ever, to be like, well, we're, gonna lo- we're not going to launch on PC a massive, a massive, massive audience because the PC PvP crowd doesn't want to play there. There's still tons of people that would play on PC that play PvE only primarily. You would literally never do this. I can't see anybody in beyond the year 2020 being like, nah, we don't want to launch our game that was previous on PC on PC anymore. Um, We don't want to do that. Uh, Dr. John, you were just a split second too late, my friend. Sorry, we were already full. Um, Atheist boy. Should Bungie stay with D2 or continue developing indefinitely and leave it to PS4 and X1 behind? I really like the theory we came up with on the Rageous Roundtable. I don't know how feasible this is, but if you remember, Rise of Iron was not available on the 360 or the PS3. Okay? They said that was about 10% of their community at the time. What if in 2021 they said, we can do another really big expansion, but it has to be on next gen and PC only and they leave behind xbox one and ps5 because the new consoles have more space more memory more whatever i don't know if that's true whenever they've talked about the technological limitations it seems as if they're talking about their game and their engine and not the consoles i've never heard them once say oh it's it's the consoles they've been talking about the technological limitations of the game so I don't know if suddenly they're like, yeah, well, you know, if, if we just had new consoles, it's possible that they could say, yo, no, 2021, we got more space on these consoles. Yeah, we can do like a Taken King sized DLC, or even if it's Rise of Iron or Shadowkeep size, th- we've got more space now, but you can't download on Xbox One and PS4. Only PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. That certainly is a possibility to squeeze more life out of D2 for a couple more years while they build the next game, but I don't, I don't know. Again, this is all theory. Uh, Black China 9 How would you compare this season to Season of the Drifter? I think this season offers more... Uh, it's not as narrow as Drifter. I thought Drifter was narrow. I thought the content wasn't that fun, and it was really unrewarding. This season is more diverse. The content's not that fun, but it's definitely more rewarding and more intentional. So it misses some marks, but I think it hits others that Drifter did not. Uh, Praxaria. How would you compare the dry spots to the dry spots that we saw in D1? Uh, the dry spots in Destiny 1 felt like a desert, like a just, just long drought of a desert. The dry spots now, you know, it feels like vacationing in a really really dry place where you're like well this is kind of boring there's nothing to do here you know maybe vacationing is not the best example maybe your parents taking you to your grandma's house in Arizona for two weeks and you're like well this is kind of a bummer there's not much to do here and it's kind of dry in D1 it was like we have to get all the way across this desert there's nothing here 
it was months of nothing now it's like short term little droughts I wouldn't even call them droughts it's you know and they're self imposed a lot of people don't experience the droughts because they're logging in day to day week to week having a good time and then by the time the new season rolls around they're kind of finishing some things up and they're ready to dive back in in D1 it wasn't like that at all in D1 it was more like if you played you got to a point where you were literally done and there was nothing for months even if you played casually you were going to experience those droughts now i feel like casuals can almost completely avoid any semblance of a drought critterbot it seems the story beats started getting more scattered in d2 i don't agree with this i don't agree with this since shadow keep i think they've actually woven it pretty well together do you think D2 at the current structure post Shadowkeep have issues with narrative cohesion that is con- contributing to people's frustrations? Absolutely not. I don't think anybody's frustrated with this. Nobody's even, I've not even seen anybody say this. Now, there could be people who are really focused on the story that feel this way, but I really have enjoyed it. I really have enjoyed it. Like, we we summon the undying mind and kill it. That's cool. That's tying us to the past in a, in a nostalgic way. It gets... Osiris' attention to be like, well, wow, you guys have been busy. Well, you did that. Maybe you can help me with this thing. And then we pull Saint-14 into the game. Well, now that Saint-14 is here, Trials is here. Well, now Osiris is running an errand for Rasputin because in his efforts in the Infinite Forest and all he's been doing, he saw something that made him go and confront Rasputin. And Rasputin's like, homie, you don't know what the frick you're talking about. Go run an errand for me, errand boy. And while that's happening, Rasputin also is like, uh... I can help you out with this problem. You got a you got a problem here. You got this thing uh, heading to the uh, to Earth. The Almighty's on the way. Oh, and also by the way, the uh, the Triangle ships. Yeah, I, I know where they're where they are, and I know that they're coming. I've had experience with them. I was there at the collapse. So I don't know. I feel like they've done a pretty good job. Instead of what it was in the past, it was sort of like. Ada shows up and we're like who the frick are you and she's like Black Armory is hidden under the city mysterious mysterious cool and then that season ends and it's like does who are you oh I'm the drifter oh cool what are you all about I got a mysterious rock behind my ship hot shot like bank those moats and you're like okay and you do that and then all of a sudden Callus comes back into play they, those, those seasons aren't woven together like in any sense whatsoever at least in the current format there is some semblance of a baton passing that's happening it's like okay so now this then this then this and we're all sort of interacting with each other I didn't do that at all I didn't do that at all with last seasons uh, fuzzy epic muffin instead of banning cheaters should Bungie be isolating them? We already addressed this question. I think they would catch on very quickly because it's not a super big player pool and they'd keep facing the same cheaters. Now, you could get really, really slick and start changing their names, almost like randomize their names so they don't realize they're playing against the same people. But again, they might just look at the loadouts and be like, no, this is the same people. So you'd have to get really, really elaborate you'd have to be doing a a name randomizer and then also you'd have to be showing them you'd have to be showing them loadouts that are randomized as well so they would never it would maybe hopefully take them longer to catch on i i don't know it it wouldn't be difficult i think for them to figure it out though and that would be maybe potentially a lot of work to literally 
it, it's like trying to do a magic trick, right? You might trick the really young kids like, oh, where'd that quarter come from behind your ear? And everybody else over the age of like 14 is like, it was in your freaking hand the whole time, bro. Like we saw you do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how many, how many dumb dumbs they would trick with that. Hopefully a lot. Cause that'd be some sweet justice, but I don't think it would work. Why not pan the IP? We already addressed that. Immortal nonsense. What do you think of a face it like solution? A secondary app that you install, it scans your system, and you can only play trials or comp with it on. This is largely what we've been advocating for. Third party, installable, updatable software that kind of does some of the work for Bungie. Ye old hot fudge mines. What? Lono, do you think this transitional year, while necessary, has permanently hurt Bungie's reputation? First impressions do matter after all. Um, I don't feel that it has because I don't feel like we're having any discussions that we haven't had before. Now you might say, well, it's different because they're at the helm. No more Activision scapegoat. Well, okay. I mean, I'll grant you that point, but I still don't think the community is doing anything differently than they've done for the last five years. So I don't know if it's like, oh, they have done irreparable harm to their to their reputation. People are complaining the same way they always have. They play like crazy, then they get bored. You know, you give them a bunch of content, they play like crazy, three or four weeks in, everything starts to hit a fever pitch of complaint and burnout, and we've been doing that, I feel like, you know, for five years. Now, it takes a little bit longer. Taken King, it took about a month and a half for that to rise, but I remember three weeks, I specifically remember this, I remember three weeks into Taken King, having people come into my stream and say that they were bored and they were out of things to do. Three weeks. And about a month and a half in, I had people saying, what am I supposed to do? I'm bored out of my skull. I don't feel like the conversations changed that much. I happen to feel like the game has gotten significantly better than those times. And we just need to continue to press Bungie for better spectrum. I feel like they've done a lot of really good infrastructural changes. I feel like leveling's better. I like the artifact. I like the armor 2.0. I like those levels of investment. I think the season pass is really, really good for the broad audience. But I think we need better spectrum. We need better things at the top. And right now, they serve the meaty center. And then Luke Smith says, hey, in year four, we're acknowledging that aspiration at the top is empty and lacking, and we want to refuel that. His director's cut is why my tone is very different about all of this. I It's very, very different. I was like, I, I'm not super concerned, man. I, like, this guy is right in step with what feels like is lacking from the game. Right in step. Ooh, I got a thousand bright dust. So did it just roll over? Yeah, they're selling, they're selling that ornament. They're selling the Waking Nightmare. Isn't this last week? Oh no, it's not because the bull is in there now. The bull, the bull sparrow, the bull sparrow, and the waking nightmare sparrow. Spur of the moment and the waking nightmare sparrow are available um, for uh, the uh, and saints invocation. Those are all available for bright dust, and then down here, bright dust, they have the Rasputin projection, the boots, the Suros regime ornament is available for bright dust, the trials of Osiris projection. Um, I want to make sure I didn't get kicked. And then the Magneton Thrust, <clears throat> aptly named Thrust, giggity, is available for Bright Dust. The Tex Mechanica Shell and the Feline Fancy, uh, the Feline Fancy Emote is also available for Bright Dust. Um, 
let's see. Let's check. The Nightfall is Tree of Probabilities. I don't know if that's a fast one or not. The selectable Nightfalls, Warden of Nothing, Savathun, and Pyramidian. Uh, your Strike Modifiers are Void Heavyweight. That's always a fun one. And then what has Menagerie shifted to since we've been running that? Ooh, Void Heavyweight. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, that's a very fast nightfall. Okay, I don't know if there's any exotics I need to grind for on my other characters, but I kind of, I kind of like doing that. I got in a, we got in a rhythm with that one nightfall, and it was actually really fun to just run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, and uh, and and try to get those exotics to drop. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Eknor. nightfall exclusive rewards may not be possible mid season. Can one exotic item behind the sunrise bounty like D one help in the short term? Um. Can one exotic item? I don't think so. Uh, Cortex. Should Bungie take into consideration the supposed uh, leaks to their future development as everyone seems super hyped about it? No, they're not going to be like, well, somebody wrote a really great post on 4chan. Maybe we should bake that into the game. I I really don't think so. Um, Oh, Menagerie modifiers and strikes are identical? I never never realized that. Cool. Um, Has anything happened in the game? I don't think anything's happening in the game. I don't, there's nobody's, nobody's barking at me. Nobody's saying to come talk to them. Um, so I don't, I don't think anything's happening. Uh, I'm trying to go quickly here because we're nearing the end. Oh, the dots moved. So the dots in the bunker did move. Okay. How much do you think the new consoles will affect Destiny 2's content and size? We speculated that about a little bit ago. I, I truly don't know. What other constructive ways could you approach trials without implementing an anti-cheat? Well, trials is a structure I've already addressed. You need to remove the win requirement, really increase token earn rate, and then make token earn rate just crazy at games 4, 5, 6, and 7, so nobody questions that it's way, way more worth their time. Oh, the boss literally changed! We're in here and the boss changed. That's hilarious. Um, and it's all going to be void now. Did it change the burns? No, we still have solar. We still have solar. That's nice. I didn't know that it would actually do that. It actually changed the boss at reset. That's cool. All right. We got a well down. Sorry for q and I'm like, I'm like trying to focus to see if we can't get a really, really good damage pass on him here since it is solar burn and we're all kitted for it. That's all. He gives you a really, really long damage phase. Um, wow, he stands there for a long time. That's kind of crazy. Oh, we almost one-phased him. Um, check Paul Tassie's Twitter. The pyramid ships moved. Hang on a minute. What's Paul saying? Did he? Did he like? Did he run down there? I knew he was excited about the dots potentially moving. Let me see. He said, "Too much moving, too much moving." Yeah, the pyramid ships are getting closer on the little on the little thing. Yeah, definitely happening. That's kind of cool. We'll go down there in just a second. Captain Killer, what's your opinion on how some of the community wants to go back to the April updates instead of the seasonal content? I think people just have rose-colored glasses, and I don't think Bungie's going to fall for it. I don't think Bungie's going to be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We should definitely 100% go back to a format that like doesn't work with seasonal... Um, I'm, I'm sorry, with, a, with like a hobbyist player base. 
I, I just, I don't, I don't think you can go back. I, it, it, the way that we play now, you can't go back to those droughts. People would be like, oh, we, we, we were wrong. We were wrong. We're sorry, Bungie. Nope. Yeah. Waiting months for updates is freaking terrible. That's not what we want. Um, can you guys stop? We can't open the chest. Like, stop killing yourself on the chest. You guys are being kind of douchey all of a sudden. You guys are doing all kind of shooting each other at the end, man. Come on. Um, like nobody can open the chest when you do that. It's like a trollish thing to do. Um, summer's always been the big season. Not necessarily. Opulence is the only season you can say that about. We don't have a bunch of seasons to say summer is always the big season. There's only one summer season, homie, and it's opulence. There's not some long list. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go down to there just yet because we have about 10 more questions. Um... We do have room for one more, and Iron Banner is here, and Valor, what are they doing? Increase Valor? Okay, increase Valor. Um, Drifter wasn't big, Drifter wasn't the summer, so I, it does seem to be following a pattern. I mean, this season's kind of following the pattern of, like, Drifter wasn't that great, neither was this one, so. The current system doesn't work. Cheaters getting reported are often getting banned weeks later. How would the best way to stop cheaters be, in your opinion? We've already said that numerous times. The breaker. You think Bungie should do hardware bans? I mean, that would help, but I think there's legality there that they have to update if they're going to do that. I don't think you can just start banning hardware. Um, oh, we're going to want to change our loadouts here. Um, I don't even know what the right loadout would be for Void. I guess Tractor Cannon. Um... Are there other heavies to pair with Tractor Cannon, though? We don't all want to run Tractor Cannon. Uh, with the darkness coming and Bungie saying that they have technical problems with the game being too big, it's likely the planets will go away, but what would happen to things like quests? I don't think they're going to make the planets go away. I think that leak is wrong and incorrect. Truth hurts. This is kind of unrelated, but why do you think cheaters who get caught blow up overnight and basically become celebrities instead of people just reporting them with the necessary proof? What cheaters are you talking about? I, I don't know who you're talking about that became a celebrity overnight. This is just an exaggeration. I know that this is a broad question, but what further customization would you like to see to your guardian? I want to start with guns. Give me customization on guns. Don't let me craft. I still want to chase god rolls, but we should be able to do a little bit more with guns. Maybe changing barrels, uh, maybe more mod selection, something like that. I don't know. Coldheart. You keep saying the leaks in September are fake. Was there new info that tells us this? I can see the ships are Savathun in September. The the leak literally has garbage, clearly fake artwork. There are tons of things in the actual, you know, leak that is just pulling from things we already know, and they've been saying we're getting dark subclasses for forever. Um, Dark Skinzo. Do you think that Bungie uh, tends to casual catering and the lack of reward, rarity, and high-end content has diluted any potential hype for future seasons or expansions? I feel like Luke Smith acknowledged that Aspiration hasn't been there. I feel like he's acknowledged that, and I, I feel like that's good enough for me for now. He's not just, they're not acting like, yep, yeah, this is the format going forward, we really like it. He's like, no, yeah, Aspiration's been sucky, we want to refuel it, we want to put really, really good loot in the end game. That's a, that's been a, a, a verbatim complaint from us since Leviathan. Yesterday you said you feel like D2 is a testing ground right now. When you look at the Eververse upcoming seasonal content, when I heard that, it really made sense. Could you perhaps uh, go on this topic? I, th- no, I've, I've already said enough about that. I don't, that. I don't need to say it again. I just said it yesterday and multiple times today. Um, what do you think we will get uh, we will get credible news about the next expansion season Th- with the season the summer season they've been waiting until you're like right on top of it 
they have been waiting until you're right on top of the next season. They're, they don't they don't do like lots of huge. Here's a bunch of information updates. They've not been doing that. Um, so I don't I don't think we're gonna hear anything anytime soon. Uh, it's been a pretty set pattern now for a while that you know they they kind of don't say anything and they're like, oh, here's some information. Here's a trailer. It's been pretty slim until like about a week before. Uh, big huge. How do you feel about having a big DLC every year that has meaningful and interesting content as opposed to spending resources on lackluster content that goes away every three months? Should Bungie get rid of the seasonal model? We've debated this round and round. I don't want to argue this again. I don't think the seasonal model is bad. I think that people need to set their expectations and even when we didn't do the seasonal model, the DLCs in between were not better. So... Can cheating break the game? Not really a question. Do you think the reason Bungie hasn't done anything with the cheaters is because of the COVID? I don't think working at home is the reason. How do you, uh, how far do you think that they are experiencing content related to the pyramid, uh, uh, experiencing content related to the pyramid and darkness directly? I think Savathun and the Dreadnought is next. I think pyramid ships are an ongoing development that serves as like the end, the bookend of this, of D2 into D3. That's what I think. So that's plenty of questions. Thank you guys. I, I really do think the character limit helped out immensely. I really do. I felt a lot better today with the questions. I kind of got into a better groove. Uh, it was a little bit easier. Not having to read books definitely helps. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come and catch me live. I'm usually live when these hit the feeds at say no to rage.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>